Well, hello there. Welcome to this week's episode of Strong and Sculpted, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, aka The Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and all things sculpted. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holiday season, because as we all know, it's just around the corner and it is a season where people tend to go a little bit crazy and binge and eat and not stick to their goals and then suffer from absolutely crippling guilt afterwards, which is one of the worst things that you can ever suffer from. Um, And so I wanted to really talk about that this week and to give you some hints and some tips and some strategies and really just to unpack guilt, what it actually is, why we use it, is it even useful? And also to talk about, you know, what is good and what is bad in terms of your fitness goals and how you can stay on track so that you don't completely fall off the wagon when all of that food is put in front of you and all you want to do is eat it and binge and feel like a big fat wheel. So first of all, um, let me tell you a story about something that happened to me a couple of years ago whenever I was shopping in Belfast. So it was about two years ago and I was... um, bulking in a bulking season for my next show, which was coming up in April the following year. And I went into a department store in Belfast to buy some shoes for an event that was coming up. And I, because it was quite warm in the department store and I was wearing, um, you know, different layers or whatever, and I was trying on different shoes, I had gotten quite warm. So I had peeled off a couple of layers. So I think that you could possibly see my arms. I think I was wearing a t-shirt underneath. So it was evident that, you know, obviously I was quite muscular and that I trained. So the girl who was serving me behind the counter said to me, um, she said, do you train? You know, you look amazing. Are you a PT? And I said, no, I'm not a PT, but I am, you know, a bodybuilder. I do compete on stage. And she said, oh, wow, you know, you can really tell you look absolutely amazing. And I said, well, thank you very much. And she said, oh my goodness, like Christmas must be so hard for you because we call it Christmas here in Belfast. I know in America it's called like the holidays because there's so many different um, religions or whatever and people celebrate and people don't celebrate. But over here we call it Christmas. So she said, you know, Christmas must be really difficult for you. And I said, really? Why is that? And she said, well, because, you know, you know, there's so much food and, you know, and, and so much, much chocolate and desserts and, you know, it must be really, really hard for you, you know, being a bodybuilder. And I said, I still don't understand. What do you What do you mean? And she said, well, you know, are you not just like permanently on a diet? Are you not, you know, always having to watch, not on a diet, but are you not always having to watch what you eat and be really careful with what you eat? And I laughed and I said, no, it's such a common misconception. People think that because you're a bodybuilder, you must permanently be on some kind of calorie restricted diet or you're permanently watching what you're eating. And it's really just not the case. Um, another funny story was I was actually being interviewed by a girl one day for a magazine and we went for a cup of coffee and she said to me, um, I, you know, I picked up a, a teaspoon of sugar and I and I plopped it into my my oat milk flat white when it arrived. And she said to me, Oh my God, do you take sugar in your coffee? And actually it's so funny. I was in New York recently with one of my best friends, Tarzan, and uh Tarzan said the same thing to me. She was like, Do you take sugar in your coffee? And I was like, Yes. And this other girl who I was with the first time, she said to me, and I said, What why? And she said, Well, because you're Kim Constable. And I was like, I'm still not understanding. And she was like, you know, I just never imagined you would take sugar in your coffee. And it it really, it, you know, it, I realized then that people have this like misconception of bodybuilders. And whenever Tarzan was, you know, she was surprised whenever we were, you know, getting coffee in New York and I put sugar in my coffee. She was like, yeah, like I'm like totally, like it's rocked my world that you take sugar in your coffee. And I said, why? And I told her the story I've just told you. And she said, well, because I just like, just that I think I probably hold you up to some standard of perfection. Like, you know, you look amazing 
amazing. You know, you train really hard, she said. So I suppose like I just have you up there with this girl, like never eats sugar and you know, never eats anything bad and never overeats and exercises every day. And, and I was like, yeah, so not true. And, uh, and she laughed and she said, I think that, you know, it's true as a society, we have like this vision or we have this, this thought in our mind about what's good and what's bad. And we've been trained by, you know, the media and trained culturally to think that sugar is bad and fat is bad and, you know, we, and alcohol is bad. And then all these other things are good. It's you should get your five a day and your rainbow of vegetables and salads. And so if you're eating fruit and salad, it's like, yay, you're winning. And if you're eating pizza or, you know, sugar in your coffee, whatever, it's like, oh, wow, you're bad. And so it got me thinking about making this podcast episode because I wanted to bust through a couple of these myths or these um, these things that seem to perpetuate in society that really just don't apply whenever you understand the concepts that I'm going to teach you today. So the first thing that I really want to unpack and look at is, firstly, what is good and what is bad? Like we have these concepts that we have lived with our whole life. We're taught them as children. We're taught, you know, no, that's bad. Don't do that. Yes, that's good. Do that. We're praised when we do something good and we are punished when we do something bad. But quite often there's not a subjective, sorry, an objective standard of what is good and what is bad. So what one person perceives as good, another person may perceive as bad. And what one person perceives as bad, another person may perceive as good. So it's very confusing when we're growing up as children, because we're told, don't do that, that's bad. But then in another instance, maybe that behavior is encouraged. And so we grew up, we grew up not really having these standard definitions, these objective definitions of what is good and what is bad. So like, I'm not going to, you know, unpack or I'm not going to break down culturally, you know, these, um, definitions of good and bad, but I really want to apply them here to fitness. And, you know, I, w- I remember years ago, I was um, at a training program in America and the coach at the time was, uh, she was doing like an open forum with, you know, some of the audience. And one of the people in the audience said, you know, oh, she said, you know, something I really struggle with. She put up her hand. She said, something I really struggle with is, you know, she said like last night, for example, she said, you know, I, I just feel guilty because I had, you know, it was pizza night and I had a massive pizza or I had like four or five slices of pizza. And I just felt felt so guilty afterwards. And the coach at the time leaned forward and she said, well, she said, you know, how, you know, what's your calorie plan at the minute? You know, and your exercise plan is pizza in your plan. And the, the girl said, uh, well, I don't understand what you mean. And she said, well, she said, it, she said, we feel guilty whenever we perceive that we've done something bad. She said, but if the pizza that you ate pushes you, moves you away from your goal, then it's bad. And if it moves you towards your goal, then it's good. She said, so if eating those four slices of pizza pushed you 500 calories over what it is that you were aiming for on your plan, then it would be bad. But if eating that pizza kept you within your calorie goal for the day and you didn't, you know, overeat or you didn't go outside of the objective you'd set for yourself, well, then it's not bad. It's good. Or it's, you know, it's not good. It's just, it's nothing. It's just within your plan. And I remember being absolutely blown away by this. I was like, oh my God, that just makes it so incredibly simple. Because I too, over the years, had suffered with, you know, guilt over eating. I was permanently on a diet. I was one of these women who was like constantly wanting to be thin. You know, I lived by the rule of food never tasted as good as skinny feels, you know. And I was just constantly under eating. I was, you know, usually eating around 1,000 to 1,200 calories a day really, really low for my size. I'm, I'm five foot eight. And, uh, and I was permanently under eating. I was always on a diet. And of course, anytime then I ate something which was calorific or, um, you know, which, which made me feel full afterwards, I, I immediately started feeling 
guilty or suffering from these feelings of guilt because I just wanted to be skinny all the time. I just wanted to be really, really lean. And I felt that, you know, by eating this thing, I had somehow done something bad. And then, you know, I would feel guilty. So whenever I heard this coach say this one day, I was like, oh my God, this absolutely changes everything for me. She said, and she went on to say to the person who um, who she was speaking to, she said, you know, she said, guilt Guilt is self-corrective in nature. She said, guilt is something that we feel in order to correct ourselves or correct a behavior that we perceive has been bad. So we think that if we feel guilty, not only does that does it appease us, you know, or does it um, it does it make us feel better, or does it stop us from doing the thing in future? We also think that kind of it exonerates the behavior. It's like, oh, well, I felt really, really, really guilty. So because I felt so guilty, the behavior that I did doesn't exist. But the reason why that or the reason why we use that is simply because we're not usually measuring and anyone who has followed me for a while or if you've listened to my podcast or you follow me on Instagram the sculpted vegan you will know that one of the things that I talk about all the time is the importance of measuring I measure everything. I measure my sleep. I measure my heart rate when I'm doing cardio. I measure my heart rate when I'm doing um, when I'm training in the gym because I wear a strap on my wrist which measures all that. I measure, you know, my deep sleep. I measure my REM sleep. I, I like to know. And I like to know. I know my heart rate. I know my heart rate variable. I measure my calories. I measure my training. I measure everything. Even in my business, I measure, you know, we, we measure our conversion rate. We measure our cost per click for our ads. We measure, you know, um, how much it costs us to get a customer. I know the ins and outs of everything in my life because whenever you know the ins and outs and you measure everything, you know where you can make small changes in order to move you towards a goal. I'm always moving towards a goal, whether it be in business, in my personal life, in my relationship with my husband, in my in my fitness, I'm always, always moving towards a measurable goal. Because if you're not moving towards a measurable goal, you're simply floating. You're just floating and then you just, your life is one big turmoil of emotion and, you know, you're you're constantly feeling guilty about eating or you're feeling guilty about not working or you're feeling guilty about not getting up and doing that thing that, you know, you, you should have done in your business and you just live in this perpetual state of emotion and guilt, which serves absolutely nobody and gets makes you like a hamster on a wheel just going round and round and round. So what I discovered years ago after I listened to this coach talk to, it was like an epiphany moment for me listening to this coach talk to this person who was asking the question. And I realized that my biggest problem in life was that I didn't measure anything. I wasn't measuring where I was going. I wasn't measuring my business goals. I wasn't measuring my personal goals. I wasn't measuring my fitness goals. And you don't have to be obsessive about measuring. But if you really want to transform your life, you need to get really, really good with measurement. So whenever I hear people say, oh, you know, I had that dessert or I feel so guilty or whatever, I always say, well, did it move you towards your goal or did it move you away from your goal? Because it's not bad and you are not bad if it moved you towards your goal. It's only bad if it moved you away from your goal. So whenever the um, shop assistant was asking me about, you know, Christmas and and was I, you know, was it going to be really hard for me? I said to her, I'm actually competing in April because normally we compete in April. And so you start, you bulk from, you finish competing to, you know, May or June or whatever. You do like a hard bulk between 
say June and December. And then in January, you start your shred and then you would shred for maybe three to four months, depending on how much you have to lose. But you don't normally start to the first of January. So Christmas is like the best time ever. You're like, yay, bring it on, bring on the food. I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to drink because you're bulking. So you want loads and loads of calories. So I said to her, I absolutely love Christmas because I get to eat whatever I want. And she laughed and she's like, oh my God, that's amazing. I always thought that you could have been like permanently on a diet and like being really anal about everything. I was like, absolutely not. No way. I said, Christmas is like the best time of year for me because I am on a bulk. So everything that I eat is going into muscle gains. I am trying to eat a lot of food and I'm still lifting really heavy in the gym. So training hard. And I know that all that food is being put to good use. So she was like, this has completely rocked my world. She said, I didn't even realize that this was the case. And it's the same with the sugar. You know, people see me, you know, putting a spoonful of sugar in my coffee and they have like this feeling of, oh my God, but sugar is bad. And I say, well, listen, this spoonful of sugar I'm putting in my coffee is literally the only sugar that I will consume this entire day. Now, I may obviously get sugar in my protein powder or whatever. Like you're always going to get some, you know, calories from carbohydrates. But in terms of sugar, this is the only sugar that I'm getting in the entire day. And I am 100% happy with my decision to put this spoonful of sugar in my coffee. There is zero guilt that comes with it because I know that every other meal that I've eaten is macro and calorie counted. It is at the minute because I'm on a shred. This is um, this is podcast is being recorded in November 2019 and we're going to um, Christmas in Australia with my family. So um, we are with my husband's family. So we are on a shred at the minute, my husband and I for going away to there. So everything I'm eating is calorie counted and macro counted at the minute. So I said to her, you know, this spoonful of sugar has been like counted in my macros. And even if it hadn't, I wouldn't care because I am close to my goal. I am almost completely shredded. I have been counting my macros and my calories. I've been training hard in the gym. I've been staying consistent with my cardio. So this, you know, this spoonful of sugar causes zero guilt. It doesn't make me feel bad. I don't judge it in any way because it's all part of my plan. So this, these are the concepts that we need to get really, really clear on. And I think that if, as you move into the holiday season and you move into Thanksgiving, if you don't have a plan already in place, then you should consider making one. It's never too late. People say to me, oh, well, Kim, you know, I don't, I don't have a plan. I'm not working a plan. I'm not going to the gym. I'm whatever. And I say, it doesn't matter. Like start now. There's never a good time to start. So what if Thanksgiving is next week? It's in 10 days. Then you've got 10 days to work your plan. It might take you two or three days to create the plan. But if you stay on a plan for seven days before Thanksgiving, you are so much less likely. I don't even know if that's a word. You're so much less likely. You are much less likely to fall off the plan, to overeat and to binge than you are if you don't have any plan. A lot of people put it off and they say, oh, but I'll, I'll start after Thanksgiving or I'll start in the new year or I'll start or whatever. And I always say, don't start then start now. There is no good time to start. But whenever you start, you don't need to be like, I'm going to do six days cardio and I'm going to be like on the Stairmaster for an hour every day and I'm going to go to the gym twice a day, five days a week and I'm going to eat like 1,200 calories and a lettuce leaf for breakfast and half a grapefruit for lunch. You're like, no, that is not a plan that you want to go on. Like say to yourself, I'm going to start walking every day for 30 minutes. And that's maybe your plan. I'm going to start walking every day for 30 minutes and I'm going to eat a protein-rich, healthy breakfast and a protein-rich, healthy lunch. That's it. Those are the only changes I'm going to make. Or I'm going to cut out soda for the next week. That's the only change I'm going to make. Or I'm going to drink two liters of water a day. And that's the only change I'm going to make. I'm going to drink two liters of water and I'm going to go for a walk every day for 30 minutes. 
that's your plan. Your plan doesn't have to be like to excess, you know, like the the most, the craziest, like get shredded, get ripped plan. Like that's, that's like from going from zero to a thousand in a day. It's not possible and you're definitely going to fail. You're setting yourself up for failure. You have to go for a short, you know, short, consistent changes or small consistent changes that will move you towards a goal. So good, just to recap, just to recaperate. I don't know if that's that just the word I made up right now. Just to recap, good is something that is forward moving towards your goal. And bad is something that is backward moving away from your goal. Okay. If you're working towards a measurable goal, there is no good. Sorry, there is no room for guilt. There is only good and bad as it relates to your goal. So I have a goal at the minute on this shred that I'm eating 1600 calories a day. So if I go to the cupboard and I think I really, really, really need some chocolate, I like, I'm craving chocolate so badly, and I take out a square of lint dark chocolate and I whip out my fitness pal and I add that square of lint dark chocolate into my fitness pal and it pushes me 100 calories over my calorie count. Well, that eating that dark chocolate would be bad. But if I reduce my calories somewhere else, I go, okay, I'm going to reduce a little bit off here. I'm going to take half a scoop of protein powder off there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to reduce half, you know, I'm only going to eat a quarter of an avocado with dinner instead of half an avocado. And suddenly I can fit that chocolate into my macros. Then that chocolate is neither good nor bad. It just, it just is within my macros. So you really got to understand that the only reason why you ever feel guilty about something is if it, if, is if you're not measuring. When you're measuring, then you can just look at things objectively. This is not, you know, this is not a piece of guilt in my hand. This is a square of dark chocolate, right? Of lint dark chocolate. Does it move me towards my goal if I eat it or does it move me away from my goal if I eat it? Whenever you measure in that way, there is absolutely no room for guilt. And like I said, guilt is something which is really just self-corrective in nature. Like we believe in some way that if we feel guilt, it's going to appease us of our sins and stop us from sinning again. It's like a reaction to a bad feeling in our body. So we eat something or we lie on the couch when we were supposed to get up and go to work or we, you know, turn the alarm off in the morning when it goes off, you know, and then we're like, I don't want to go to the gym at 4.30 a.m. And you just go back to sleep. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, damn, I feel so guilty. And it's only because you're measuring yourself against the person that you really, really want to be. So you are, you know, measuring, you're you're saying, I am the kind of person who gets up at 4.30 and goes to the gym. Well, clearly you're not the kind of person who gets up at 4.30 and goes to the gym. Otherwise you would be in the gym instead of in your bed. But, you know, feeling guilty rarely helps. Like, you know, but again, you may choose to lie in bed that morning at 4.30, but then the next morning you may have to then train on the weekend to make up for the day that you missed this morning. So then it's not good or bad. Sorry, then it's not, there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's just that you made a decision in that moment that you were able to rectify it at a later date. And so therefore lying in bed was neither good nor bad. It was just a decision that you made. This happened to me this morning. So uh, this morning, I no, not this morning, yesterday morning. I was, um, yesterday morning I was lying in bed. I'm exhausted because I have been traveling a lot. I was in New York last week. I got home. I've been training. I've been, I'm on low calories. I have been doing my cardio every day and training and doing the shred, but also launching a new program, working flat out in the business. And I was really, really, really tired. And yesterday morning I said, I'm not going to do my cardio this morning. I wanted to phone my mother-in-law in in Australia and have a chat with her. So I I made the decision. I said, I'm not going, my, actually my, my husband texted me from the kitchen. He went down to make breakfast and he said, do you want your porridge in bed or do you want, are you getting on the Stairmaster? And I was like, oh, and I had a moment of, I'm so hungry. I get, I said, okay, I'll have it. You know, can you bring it up to me? So he brought me up my breakfast and I made the decision there. And then I was like, I'll do my cardio later in the day. And in the back of my mind, I was going, 
you won't do your cardio later in the day because you have a really busy day of meetings and the only time you're going to do your cardio is 8 p.m. at night when you finished your last meeting and you're already exhausted, you're going to be more exhausted at 8 p.m. But I was like, okay, it's fine. Like if I don't do it tonight, I know that I can make it up on the weekend because I only do cardio six days a week and I have Sunday off. So anyway, I did decided not to do my cardio at my breakfast. I chatted to my mother-in-law and it was lovely to, you know, to chat to her rather than being on the Stairmaster. And then I worked all day at 8 p.m. last night. I finished my last meeting and I was like, okay, I can get on the Stairmaster for an hour or I can just do my cardio on Sunday. Now, I know that I am the kind of person that when I say, when I make that decision mindfully, I'm not going to get on the Stairmaster now because I'm exhausted. I'll do my cardio on Sunday. Then I know I will do my cardio on Sunday. I won't say I'll do it on Sunday and then I won't do it on Sunday. I will do it on Sunday. So last night I said, okay. So I, I didn't feel guilty about it. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. I didn't do my cardio today. It was just like, okay, so let, let me think. And, and to be honest, if I, if I had already missed a day's cardio and I wouldn't have had the chance to get my six sessions in this week, I would have pulled up my big girl pants and just put on a movie and got on that Stairmaster last night. But I was able to sit here and evaluate and say, Okay, so do I have a day when I can do my cardio? Yes, I can do it on Sunday. So let's evaluate how you're feeling right now. And I tried on how I would feel in the Stairmaster. I'm doing it at 60 minutes at the minute. So I knew and I was tired. I knew my legs would feel like lead. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it on Sunday when I'm fresh. And I haven't just trained in the gym and we're all good. So I made that decision to not do my cardio. And I went into the bedroom and my husband said to me, oh, you're not doing your cardio? And I said, no, I'm going to do it on Sunday instead. And he understands these concepts very well. And he said, oh, okay, great. He wasn't like, oh, you're so bad. You should have done your cardio. Oh, I can't believe you didn't do that. Like there was no, you know, guilt. And even if he had have said that, if he hadn't have understood, it would have been like, oh, you've let yourself off the hook. I would have said, no, no, I haven't. I've, I've decided that I'm going to do my cardio on Sunday instead of today. And so, you know, there's no room for, oh, I'm so bad or I feel so guilty or, oh, I really, you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who shows up and does the work. It was a mindful decision I made in that moment to replace today with Sunday. There was no room for guilt. So, you know, I, I look, whenever you're working towards a measurable goal, as I am at the minute, and all of the different steps are defined, such as I'm doing cardio six days a week, I'm eating 1600 calories a day, I'm training in the gym five days a week, then things either move you towards your goal or away from your goal. And like today, for example, I've decided I needed to record this podcast episode. Um, I decided not to go and train with my trainer. Actually, he's competing on the weekend anyway. So he'd messaged and said, do you mind if we miss today? I said, no problem at all. I could have gone to the gym myself. And I said, you know what? I want to do the podcast episode. I'm not going to train today, but I will train on Saturday instead because I train Monday to Friday. And I, but which means I have two days on the weekend for wiggle room. And I was like, I'm not going to train today. I'm going to train Saturday or Sunday. Do I feel one single inch of guilt that I didn't go to the gym today? None, zero, nada. Because I know that I can make up my shoulders and biceps workout on the weekend. But the only reason why I know that I can make it up on the weekend is because I'm working a measurable plan. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Like, are you beginning to go, aha, the penny has dropped. I have seven days in my week to achieve my goal. My goal at the minute is 1600 calories a day, training in the gym five days a week, training um, and doing cardio six days a week. That means that I can miss one cardio session during the week and make it up on a Sunday. No problem. I can't miss two and stay on my goal. If I missed two, then that would be bad. That I still wouldn't feel guilty. I would go, oh, interesting. How did I, how did I, what, what choices did I make that brought me to the, to this area or this place where I have missed two cardio sessions instead of one. Okay. Um, and so then also with my training, because I train Monday to Friday, I know I have two days of wiggle room. So if I miss a day during the week, I can make it up in the weekend. Same with calories. So uh, this is another really good way that you can, um, 
you can adjust your calories is I'm eating 1600 calories a day. I very rarely stray off my calories. I stick to my calories because it's so important that you stick to your nutrition in order to achieve your goals, especially if you're on a shred. Nutrition is 95% of achieving your fitness goals. Some people say 80%, people say 70. I am like 95. You know why I say 95? Because last year, my company, we sold 9,000 programs, okay? People got incredible results with my programs, but the ones who didn't get the results will tell you straight up that they did not follow the nutrition plan to the letter. They followed the gym plan, they followed the cardio plan, whatever else I gave them, they followed. And they thought that because they were doing those to the letter, that they didn't have to follow the meal plan to the letter. People do not understand the importance of, ma- of, of calorie and macro counting in order to achieve your goals. So, but if you do fall off the wagon and say like you, um, you go out for dinner or you have a, an unscheduled cheat meal or you, you know, you fall off the wagon or whatever and you overeat by say 600 calories. Well, you can shave a hundred calories off your calorie intake for the next six days and that will get you back on track. So let's say on a Wednesday, you completely fall off the wagon and you eat over 600 calories over what you should have been eating. Well, you can shave, you can shave say even 200 calories off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and you'll be back on track for the rest of the week. You know, your calorie intake is actually calculated over a seven-day period. People think that when you work out your total daily energy expenditure or your calorie intake that it's calculated, you know, daily. It's actually not. It's calculated as to what you need in a week. So that's why we take into account, you know, your height, your weight, your body fat, all that. But also then what is taken into account is your activity levels, how often you go to the gym, how often you train, all of those different things. So they're all taken into account. And then it's divided by seven. So if you overeat one day, you can undereat the next couple of days in order to bring you back on track. But again, if you're not measuring, then you won't know if you've overeaten or not. You'll just have this feeling in your tummy, which triggers feelings of guilt, which makes you think that you've overeaten. And you won't know if you've overeaten or not because you're not actually measuring. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's so important. And and people always say to me, oh, but it sounds so anal and like you're measuring all the time. And I'm like, I'm not measuring all the time. There's times when I don't measure. There's times when I'm bulking and I'm pretty chilled out and, and whatever. But but the thing about it is, it, you know, it depends. It depends really on what you want. Do you want to actually achieve greatness in your life? Do you want to achieve more than what you have right now? Do you want to be a better version of yourself? Do you want to have a shit hot body? Do you want to have a million dollars in the bank? Do you want to have a spectacular relationship with your spouse? Whatever it is that you want, if you're not willing to work towards it and do the work and measure and be a little bit anal about achieving your goals, then you're never going to achieve them. So yes, does it sound anal that you have to track and measure all the time? Yeah, it does sound anal. Is it necessary? Yes. And the people who say to me, oh, I, it's just not worth it to me. I'm like, well, then stop whinging about your body. Stop whinging that you're fat. Stop complaining that you know you can't find the motivation to do this or whatever. I, I, I call these people assholes, right? And it's it's not it's not a term that is mine. I saw this on Facebook actually. It was one of those memes. You know, an asshole is someone who constantly asks for advice and then never takes any advice that you give them, or just does the opposite. And so I always say, say to people like, don't be an asshole. I have many people in my life who are assholes, and they'll say to me, Kim, I really want to be shredded, or I really want to have this, really want to have that. Tell me how to do it. And I go, okay, here's exactly what you have to do. And I tell them exactly what they have to do. Do they do it? 
no. And then they come back to me in like, you know, a week or two weeks and they say the same thing again. Oh, Kim, but you know, I really want to lose, you know, 10 pounds. I'm like, did we not just have this conversation two weeks ago when I told you exactly what you had to do? Yes. And I kind of tried it. I'm like, you tried it for two weeks, you know, and, and, and then they ask again and they ask again. And these people are constantly asking, Kim, what do I have to do to grow my business? Kim, what do I have to do to get started online? Kim, what do I have to do to, to do this? And, and, I, and I tell them and then they don't do it. And I get really confused as to why they don't do it. I was talking to a friend of mine recently and I said to her, I'm really confused by these people who constantly ask what they have to do and then don't do what it is that I tell them. And she said, but Kim, the reason you are successful is because you are able to follow a plan. You're able to follow orders. And I said to her, like, whenever I wanted to start and grow my business, I found one of the most successful online entrepreneurs in the world, Amy Porterfield. And I basically, and I said, Amy, teach me your system. She said, okay, I have this amazing online program. It's called Digital Course Academy. She said, you you take this, actually, it was before Digital Course Academy. It was another one I took, but I, I have Digital Course Academy as well. She said, you just follow the plan. And I was like, okay. And I, and I bought the program and I followed the plan to the letter. I did every single thing that she told me to do. I did every worksheet. I did every plan. I watched every video. And I now own the world's largest online vegan bodybuilding company in the world. And, and so, like, I think I just said that, the world's largest, the largest online vegan bodybuilding company in the world. And, like, we turned over, like, over 2 million this year in our second year of business. And that's only because Amy gave me the plan and I followed it. And so it's the same with, you know, in, in my company, we have people who join the program and they go, I'm really disappointed because, like, I've just got to phase two or phase three and the workouts are just the same as the other, as the other phases or there's just a couple of small changes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And, and sorry, and the problem is, and they go, well, I thought that there would be a bit more variety. And I say to them, well, do you want to be entertained and have variety or do you want to have results? And they're like, well, the gym is my happy place. I'm like, well, sweetheart, if the gym is your happy place, then you ain't gonna build a spectacular body because the gym should not be your happy place. If you go to the gym and you you want it to be your happy place and your escape, and that's where you feel like you can just get away from the woes of life and really have fun, then that's epic. Then you are, you know, then then but you, then you're probably gonna have like a really happy life if your goal is a really happy life. But if your goal is a really shit hot body, then the gym is not going to be your happy place. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> so, you know, I don't question if someone who has the body that I want to have, like, like, you know, has built an insane amount of muscle in three or four years, has competed seven times on stage, has, you know, stood on a world championship stage, gives me a plan and says, do this plan and you will have a body like mine. I wouldn't question the fact that the workouts were the same or that, you know, that they didn't change much. I may ask a question and say, oh, interesting. I've noticed that they are this way. Can you explain why? But I wouldn't say, oh, I'm disappointed because, you know, whatever. That's, it's, it's insane to do that because the person's saying, do this and you will get this body. And to question it when you have absolutely no data as to, you know, whether it works or not, or whether, you know, whether you should do it or not is, is just, it, it's mind blowing to me that people just don't follow a plan. So if you're not able to follow a plan, and I know I've gone way off on a tangent here, but I think it was worth saying, um, I'm known for going off on tangents. If you're not able to follow a plan, you are not going to be successful. Okay. You need to be able to follow a plan. And when you follow a plan and you have a plan 
for your life and you're tracking calories and you're tracking macros and you're tracking your gym workouts, not even tracking, but you say, I'm going to the gym Monday to Friday. Monday, I'm training this. Tuesday, I'm training this. Wednesday, I'm training this. Like you have your plan laid out of what you're training. I'm doing cardio. I'm doing it six days a week, 60 minutes on the Stairmaster at level seven. So therefore, you know, it's only good or bad if it moves you towards your plan or away from your plan. And guilt is not necessary in any shape or form. So how does this all relate to the holiday season, right? And Thanksgiving, which is coming up, which is just around the corner. Well, what I see is the people who binge and overeat and then feel guilty about it around the holiday season are always the ones who aren't working a plan. Whenever people in my Sculpt and Shred program, my 18-month signature Sculpt and Shred program, start working the plan, do you know what we see every single day during the holidays? We see them in the gym. We see we see pictures of them in the gym. They're like, yeah, I came to the gym. It's Christmas Eve and there's nobody here. And this is insane. Like they get up in the morning and they get it done. They get to the gym early. They get their gym workout in. They get their cardio in. They, you know, have a healthy breakfast, a healthy lunch. And then they can sit down and because it's in their plan and they're like, I've, you know, and it can even just be in your plan that you've decided to sit down and have a massive refeed meal on Thanksgiving. That's what I do at Christmas, right? If I'm ever on a shred at Christmas, which I haven't been very often, but I, I will kind of work my plan for the week and work things into it so that Christmas day is the day when I have a massive refeed meal, a massive refeed meal. And I'm just like, and I sit down and I, and I, or I just decide, you know what, for one day, I'm just going to let it go because I know that 99% of the time I'm on my plan. I'm doing my cardio. I'm at the gym. I'm training hard. I'm, you know, eating all the right food. So I can just give myself a day off on Christmas Day and just be like, I is just going to eat and enjoy myself. And there is no room for guilt. The people who feel guilty around Thanksgiving or guilty around Christmas are the ones who aren't working a plan and who don't know if what they're doing is moving them towards their goal or away from their goal because they simply don't have a goal. And if you don't have a goal, you'll never achieve anything worthwhile. Now, is it important to have a goal in life? No. If you're just like, I am so happy and I love my life and I am exactly where I want to be. I am like, sister, you rock on with your bad self. I am so proud of you. But to sit there and say, I am not happy. I am overweight. I want a better body. I want to lose weight. I want to be fitter. I want to be stronger. I want to be richer or whatever. To say those things and then not do anything about them is absolute and utter madness. I have no sympathy for people who bitch and whinge and complain and do nothing about it. And I see it all the time in the programs that we run. You know, there there are the ones who just roll up their sleeves, get on with it and do the work and get spectacular results without questioning the method. And then there are the ones who want to be entertained. They want to bitch and whinge and complain that the exercises aren't changing enough or that, you know, that they can't hit their macros every day or they're suffering from low energy. And I'm like, seriously, guys, honestly, you just need to stop whinging, stop suffering, stop complaining. There's no room for suffering or complaining whenever you're working a plan because you're either working the plan or you're not working the plan. And if you find yourself unable to work the plan because you are suffering from hypoglycemia or you are, you know, you're not eating enough carbs by choice, by the way, we eat millions of carbs in my programs, or you are, you know, doing too much cardio or you're constantly falling off the wagon, then we say, you know, okay, well, let's look at that. Okay, so that was failure. That moved you away from your goal. So let's find the trigger point and let's look at what caused you to move away from your goal so we can fix it and move on. So it's not like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. It's like, oh, interesting. That thing 
caused me to fall off the wagon and move away from my plan. So can I fix it? So can I reduce calories? Can I increase cardio? Can I, you know, train on another day because I missed it? Or if I can't fix it, how can I make sure that it doesn't happen again? So it's just an evaluation process. There's no room for guilt. It's just an evaluation process. So how does all this relate to Christmas and Thanksgiving? Okay, so basically... (laughs) If you want to eradicate guilt around Thanksgiving and Christmas, you have a couple of options, right? You can you can accept, you can be at cause with your choices, right? Being at cause means I am, I realize that I am a causing agent in my life. I am not a victim of circumstance. I am not a victim of other people. I choose my emotional state. I choose where I am in my life. I choose how I behave. I choose who I interact with. I choose everything in my life. That is called being at cause, right? So if you are at cause, then you can really evaluate what is important to you. And you can stand up and say, you know what? I would really love to be lean. I would love to be sculpted. I would love to have this incredible body. But just at the minute, it's not as important to me as spending time with my family, eating really good food and just satiating and giving myself loads of pleasure through eating really good food and spending quality time with loved ones, okay? Just be honest with your choices and say right at the minute, being thin or being lean or having an amazing body isn't a higher value for me than spending time with my loved ones and eating really good food. But in the new year, I am going to get on a shred. We are launching a new four-week shred program, by the way, launching 3rd of January, brand new program, four weeks, lose up to half your body fat, completely new program. Just FYI, putting it out there, 2020, January 3rd, 2020, it's launching. So you can say to yourself, I am going to indulge this holiday season. In fact, this is going to be like a last supper for me. I am going to completely indulge. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to eat as much food as I want because I know January 3rd, I'm getting on the sculpted vegan four-week shred and that is going to kick start the rest of my life. I'm going to be like the sculpted vegan. In fact, I am going to be a sculpted vegan, but it's not starting until January 3rd, right? So you can say that to yourself. Or you can say, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable saying that because truly this is causing me so much pain that I need to change it right now. So then you can say to yourself, okay, well, what can I do to make myself feel better? Or what can I do to eradicate this guilt and this overeating that I have on over the holiday period? So then you can say, well, we have 10 days until Thanksgiving and then X amount of weeks until Christmas. So I am going to create a plan for myself that I am going to eat every single day, X amount of calories. And by the way, you can go to our website, thesculptedvegan.com forward slash macro hyphen calculator. There's a free macro calculator on there. You can calculate your body fat, your calories, your um, your diet calories. You know, if you want to cut, it's all there. It's all free. Okay. Thesculptedvegan.com forward slash macro hyphen calculator. So you can say, I'm going to get on a calorie plan and I'm going to follow it as much as I can to the best of my ability between now and the end of the year. So maybe you your your weight loss calories are 1600 a day. So you get on a 1600 a day uh, 1600 a day calorie plan, you create your food plan using my fitness pal and you meal prep and you do it to the best of your ability. But you say to yourself, "Oh, I have that Christmas party on that date. I have Thanksgiving on this date. I have a family party that day and I have Christmas day here. And on those days, I'm going to give myself permission to eat and drink whatever I want without any feelings of guilt. And you make this decision mindfully. You think 
forward, rather than being reactive and feeling guilty, you proactively think forward and you give yourself permission to let yourself off the hook. There's something very, very freeing about giving yourself permission to do something. I, Kim Constable, give myself permission to eat whatever I want that day. It's insanely freeing. So if you're the kind of person who's like, okay, so I'm going to do this calorie and macro count, you know, plan until then, and I'm going to give myself permission to let myself off the hook on those days, that's perfect. Or you may be, you know what, I have a full-time job and a family and I need to go Christmas shopping and I have parties coming up. I ain't got no time to plan my macros and calories and food and much less food prep and shop. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to doing 30 minutes of exercise every single day. I'm going to go walking for 30 minutes. The dog and me are both going to benefit from it or I'm going to rent a treadmill. Do you know you can rent a treadmill for your house? Here in Belfast, it costs like 12 pounds a week, which is about $15 a week. So you can rent a treadmill for your house and you can say, I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio every single day. When I get up in the morning before I go to work, I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio. You get up, you get on that treadmill, you do 30 minutes of cardio. Maybe that's the only thing that you do between now and Christmas. But you also think forward and you plan and you give yourself permission. I'm going to let myself off the hook on this day, let myself off the hook on this day. Or else maybe you say to yourself, I'm going to change breakfast. I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio every day and I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast every morning. Oatmeal, made with water, with a, with a scoop of protein powder added at the end. That gives you all your healthy carbs, your healthy protein. Um, it keeps you feeling fuller for longer. Protein is very thermogenic. It helps the body to burn more calories. And, you, and, and that's the only change you make, a 30-minute walk every day and a really healthy breakfast. Even making those small changes will create a massive psychological, physiological shift for you because you will, sh- you will tell yourself or show yourself that you're the kind of person who can show up for yourself. You can keep your inner word. You can say that you're going to do something, make a promise to yourself, and then by God, you you actually show up and do it. So like that's, and that is insane whenever that happens. Like your life literally transforms whenever you can believe your own word. It's absolutely and utterly magical. Or maybe you're like totally OCD, okay? You're like me. You're like, oh my God, I am inspired by the sculpted vegan. I'm like so inspired and I am so OCD that I am going to go to the the macro calculator on the sculpted vegan website right now and I'm going to work out my calories and my macros and I'm going to download one of her free gym plans from her website and I'm going to commit now to the end of the year to go to the gym four times a week as per her gym plan. I'm going to eat 1,600 calories a day or whatever calories it would be for you to be on a weight loss. And I am going to bloody well do this. And as well as doing that, I'm also going to give myself permission to eat whatever I want on Thanksgiving, to eat whatever I want on Christmas Day, to eat whatever I want at that holiday party. You give yourself permission to let yourself off the hook on those on those days. And notice that each of these are varying degrees of... Um, of severity, if you like, but each of them are forward thinking with a plan. Forward thinking with a plan, you're projecting forward and you're giving yourself permission to relax and let yourself off the hook. And that is what I would recommend if you want to eradicate guilt over the Christmas season or over the holiday season and to really feel better about the choices that you're making. So here are some top tips just to finish, okay? So these, even if you're not going to make a plan and you, you're just like, Kim, just give me some strategies. I just need some strategies to get through this season and then I'll think about it in the new year. Okay, so here are some really good strategies. Are you ready? 
So the first one I would say is make sure that you're eating a healthy, protein-rich breakfast, okay? If you can make one single change in your life, eat 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up, right? 30 to 60 minutes, really. Um, Eating 30 grams of protein within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up sets your metabolic rate about 10 to 20% higher for the entire day. This is not my tip. This is Tim Ferriss from The 4-Hour Body. This is one of his tips. It's absolutely insane and it works. You will burn more fat just by eating 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. What is 30 grams of protein? Well, if you're vegan, it can be tofu. It can be like a block of tofu. It can be um, a scoop of protein powder in oatmeal. That's what I have. 20, at the minute, I'm on 20 grams of oatmeal. It's a very small amount because I'm on a shred. 20 grams of oatmeal made with water and a scoop of vanilla protein powder added at the end. And then that, you eat that in the morning. And if you have a good protein-rich breakfast that keeps you feeling full throughout the morning, you're going to feel so much better have more energy for your day. The second tip is get some cardio or exercise in first thing in the morning. Get up and get outside and move. If you live in a country where it's really, really cold and you've loads of snow, rent a treadmill for your house if you can afford to. Even if you can't rent a treadmill for your house, look up a free HIIT workout or something that you can do at home on YouTube. And don't make it too hard. The reason why I have a Stairmaster in my house is because I can get on that thing in the morning at 7 a.m. and just just like, like, like brain dead, you know, just like I do Instagram. I check my messages. I go into my Facebook groups. You know, I, I am very proactive on that Stairmaster in the morning, but it's not like I'm leaping around, like pulling a muscle and doing weird flingy things and cardio. You know, your cardio doesn't have to be hard. It can just be slow, steady state cardio. So get some exercise in, in the morning and um, exercise every day. If you can, whether it's cardio, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's like jumping on one of those little trumpets, whether it's, you know, running on the beach, whether it's going for a walk with the dog, try and get some exercise in every single day. Um, Another really good tip is don't allow yourself to get really hungry, especially on Thanksgiving and Christmas Day, because if you allow yourself to get hungry, that's when you start snacking. Make sure you get up in the morning and you have your healthy breakfast on Christmas Day. We usually have Bucks Fizz. We have champagne and orange juice. The minute we get up at like 7 a.m., but we always have a healthy breakfast. We will have oatmeal for breakfast and, you know, and and our our normal breakfast. And I will have a protein shake mid-morning. If you... If you make sure that you're filling up with protein and and good food, then you're much less likely to overeat. If you hit the uh, if you hit dinner time, okay, on Thanksgiving, and you're absolutely starving, you are going to stuff your face with food, and you're going to have that horrible feel feeling, and you're going to feel really really guilty. Um, and then one of the other things I think is really important to say is just allow yourself to relax and enjoy the meal and enjoy time with your family. You know, even if you're, you know, if you've fallen off the wagon and you're seriously overweight and you feel really horrible about yourself and, you know, you have time to change, okay? You're listening to this podcast, right? You are, you've taken the first step towards changing your life by even showing up here and listening to what it is that I'm saying because you're obviously interested. There's always time. You can start in January. You can start, you know, we're we're launching a one-week shred in December for those who want to drop a dress size for Christmas Day. So actually, we're launching it just before Thanksgiving. We're launching it next week. So if you're like, you know what, I just, I'm going to do a quick fix in December and I'm going to do that one-week shred. I'm going to lose five to 10 pounds, you can lose five to 10 pounds of water and fat on this shred. It's really, really tough, but it's only for one week. So you'll be like, I'm going to do this one week shred and I'm going to, you know, drop five to 10 pounds. And then I'm just going to enjoy the rest of, of the holiday season. I'm going to start in January. Just allow yourself that time to relax with your family and, and don't make it stressful and don't feel guilty and don't beat yourself up. You know, you are, you are fabulous and you deserve love and you deserve to be taken care of and you deserve to speak to yourself in a way that really upholds and supports yourself. Because let me tell you, no one else has ever 
never going to do it for you. So, you know, congratulate yourself for the little things that you do that move to move you towards your goal. Congratulate yourself for what you have managed to achieve so far, not what you haven't managed to achieve. Even the fact that you've, you know, you've downloaded this podcast and you're listening to it. Congratulate yourself for being the kind of person who invests an hour in yourself in learning in learning something about health and fitness that's going to move you closer towards your goal. You know, you need to congratulate yourself for what you've done and not focus on what you haven't done. And if you do completely and utterly fall off the wagon, say you have a plan and you're working your plan and everything goes pear-shaped and it's a complete shit show and it falls off the wagon, who cares? Get up the next morning and start again. Even the fact that you have awareness that it went wrong and you have the desire to fix it, that means that you can build the internal word. You can build the persistency. You can build the consistency to change your life. You have the power to change your life, okay? Like I went from a skinny yoga teacher, stay-at-home mom of four homeschooled kids to within three years owning the world's online, largest online vegan bodybuilding company. So, you know, I, and all it took was for me to really decide that I was going to do it and just go for it. Was it hard? Hell yes. Is it hard every day? Yes. I thought it would get easier and it just gets harder. But you know what? I love my life. And I did this all by myself. Not all by myself. Obviously, I had a lot of help from my team and stuff. But, you know, I was the one who just decided to go for it. I'm like, I'm like the girl who decided to go for it, right? And once you decide to go for it, magical things happen. But it really does just take a decision to go for it. So I know I mentioned it very quickly there, but I just want to throw in that we are launching a one-week shred program. It's only $49. I wanted to make it really, really affordable for those who wanted to get some quick results before Christmas. It's actually launching, like I said, the week before Thanksgiving, but we are going to start a one-week challenge. It's the first week of December. We're going to start the one-week challenge. Um, and so if you want to join, we're going to have a Facebook group. We're going to have you know loads of support. Everybody's really going to buckle down for that one week. And it's just so that you can lose, you know, it's, it's like, it's like screw long-term results for now. You know, here's the quick fix. And I'm always talking, there are no quick fixes and there are no quick fixes. But of course, if you do have a big event coming up or you want to get into, you know, an LBD or you just want to feel a little bit better about yourself, you know, and you're like, I can commit to seven days. Well, look out for the one week shred. If you're not on our mailing list, make sure you go to the sculptedvegan.com, sign up for one of our free programs and you will be on our mailing list. Make sure that you check your junk and spam folders because Yahoo and, and Yahoo and Hotmail love to like chuck all of our stuff into junk. Um, and then we will notify you of the uh, the one week shred or if you don't follow me on Instagram make sure that you do the sculpted vegan and we're going to be announcing it on there as well so one week challenge the one week shred challenge starting on um, at the first week in December we're launching it just before Thanksgiving to give everybody a chance to um, pick it up or decide if they want to do it whole new challenge Facebook group everything it's going to be absolutely epic it's only $49 or if you're like you know what? No, I'm not doing a one-week shred just before Christmas, but I am willing to commit to something a new year. Well, then we're launching a new, brand new four-week shred. 3rd of January, it's launching. We're having a $5,000 challenge. It's $5,000 for first prize, $3,000 for second prize, $1,000 for third prize. It's all judged by bodybuilding judges. There's no public vote this time. Um, it's all going to be judged on that new competition. So if you're like, oh my God, I really could do with that $5,000 to offset the cost of Christmas, then that is the program for you. Um, so you can pick that up in January. So one week shred launching in December, four week shred launching in January. Pick your program, do both of them if you like. If you like. Um, but if you really do want to quick pick me up for Christmas, then the one week shred is going to be absolutely perfect for you. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope that you find it useful. Um, I would love, 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 love if you would leave me a comment on iTunes to be completely and utterly transparent. The more comments we have, the higher um, iTunes and Spotify ranks our podcast um, and the more people we reach with this information. 
So, um, and then also every single month we're giving away programs. So we're giving away like Sculpt and Shred $1,500 programs every single month to someone who leaves uh, a, a review. So, and of course, you know, every month there's, there's, there's loads of reviews left, but not as many as there was in the first month when we launched. So you have a really good chance of winning. So please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify um, or wherever it is that you're listening to this. Uh, not on the website, of course, just um, on iTunes or Spotify to help boost the rankings and also to win yourself a program if you don't already have one. Um, and obviously, of course, just if you if you liked it and you're kind of like, I want to leave a review, then that would be nice too, even if you don't even want a program. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. This was absolutely epic. I love recording these podcasts and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. Um, we've already, already gone into the top 100 uh, health and fitness podcasts worldwide, which is amazing since we only launched like a month and a half ago. So thank you for that. That's all to do with you guys leaving such awesome reviews um, and downloading these episodes. So thank you again from my heart to your heart. I really appreciate it. Um, and I will catch you next week for another episode of Strong and Sculpted. Have an absolutely epic week wherever you are. And if I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving and you celebrate that holiday, then have an awesome time with your family. Remember just to relax, enjoy it. Don't overthink it. Don't stress. There's always time to achieve your goals and you can just show up and do the work whenever you feel ready and you make the decision. So this is Kim Constable and I will speak to you guys very, very soon. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.